Hello. Thank you for listening to the sermon from our Revive service. We hope it helps you learn more about God and allows you to grow closer to Him and in your faith. Um, as we look at the book of Jonah, we're not going to look in here very much. We're not even going to, I'm not even going to have you open your Bible to look at the text. I want to show you a text um, from the book of Matthew. It's just a verse from Matthew. And, and there are some people, as they look at the Bible, one of the biggest struggles that they have, especially with the Bible, is is some of it made up. Is it is it just a fiction, a fictional story that that somebody just wrote down and it's for our good, but it's not real life. I, I find that interesting um, that w- that we would pull out certain sections of the Bible. That some people do that, pull out certain sections and say, well, this is just a a fictional story, a made-up story, uh, whereas then there's other parts of it that are that are nonfiction, that are true, and uh, and I think when we look at Jesus, I always go back to what how Christ looks at the prophets and as he talks about the Old Testament in Matthew chapter 12, and there's a verse that uh, that I'm going to ask if Lauren could shoot up there for Matthew uh, when 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 Jesus is talking in Matthew 12. Um, he 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 uses the story of Jonah, and uh, and it, it it is to reflect what he, where he is headed and the direction of his life. And I don't think uh, when I when I look at this, I don't think Jesus is uh, is looking at this as a fictional story. This is truth, and where Jesus is headed is truth. And so I want to read this to you, uh, Matthew chapter twelve, verses thirty-eight through forty-one. It says, and some of the scribes and the Pharisees answered him, saying, um, I'm right there, yeah, okay. Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. But he answered them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. All right, so pause there for real quick. The prophet Jonah was a real man. All right, we see that also in Second Kings. If you look at Second Kings, um, uh, Chapter 14, uh, verse 25, 2 Kings 14, 25, talks about the prophet Jonah, and he was the son uh, of Amatia. And uh, so this is not somebody that, that's just a made-up story. And so we see that another biblical text uh, reinforces that Jonah was a real prophet. And so let's keep going with what Jesus is, is saying. Uh, except for the sign of the prophet, verse 39. Now we're back in verse 40. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And so as I look at that text, as we go throughout, there's going to be more than just this story of Jonah of, okay, he was swallowed by a big fish and then he was spit out after three days. Uh, no, the sign of Jonah is actually a sign also of what uh, what the transformation that Jesus will have as Jesus dies and he's in the grave for three days and three nights. And here, uh, as he emerges, he conquers sin and death and he offers forgiveness to all the world. Well, Jonah, and, and, and as we walk, we'll walk through this, uh, as Jonah it, it comes out of the great fish, uh, the belly, he is swallowed, all right? Jesus isn't going to be talking untruth. Everything that Jesus said is truth, right? Do you believe that? So Jesus would not be using some fictional story to make his point. He's using the truth of the prophet. And as Jonah 
comes out of the out of the the belly of the fish. Um, God uses uh, Jonah to share uh, a gospel of repentance, asking the people of Nineveh to repent, and they repent, and God saves them. There's a lot in there, and we're going to talk about that in the weeks to come. It's not just some good night story that you tell your kids uh, before they go to bed. There's so much more in this story. And I want to encourage you as you walk, as we walk through this in the next few weeks, that you read through uh, this book. And so let me encourage you this week, and I know a lot of you are helping with BBS and you're serving and and you're, you're indulged in that. Take some time and read through it at least three times, all right? There's only four chapters. It's not long. It's not a long book. It's actually very easy to read. It's a narrative. Um, But let me encourage you to read through it at least three times this week. So as we begin to walk through it and dissect it, you'll see it as a whole, and you'll be able to put those pieces together. A couple things about Jonah. Um, It's it's probably the best well-known book of the minor prophets, Um, And about, again, Jonah being swallowed by a great fish. Um, I believe that Jonah was the author, and it was probably written around 780 B.C. Um, In this hallway, leading to the restrooms that are getting worked on right now, is a long uh, kind of calendar. It's a historical calendar. And so go go on there, look at 780 B.C., and, and see what's happening. And you can see all the different things in the world uh, that are taking place. And it kind of gives you a perspective of, of, of what has transpired. Um, again, the book of Jonah recounts God's, God's call to Jonah to come and preach, to go and preach to the people of Nineveh, and his reluctant acceptance of the call, and then his anger over God's mercy when the people repented. The purpose of this book was to demonstrate to Israel that their election did not exclude others from experiencing the grace of God as well. And we're going to talk about this more in the weeks to come. We as Christ followers should not be so as arrogant to think that we are better than everybody else or that other people do not deserve the gospel. We are very prideful sometimes in how we live our lives. Jonah will hit some of that. Um, we should be quick to forgive our enemies. And uh, Jonah struggled with that. And we'll look at the city of Nineveh and all of its um, badness, its evilness, its horrendousness uh, in the weeks to come. It was a bad, bad place. And so it wasn't this uh, nice resort, um, uh, beachfront property that Jonah was called to. No, they were evil, bad people. And so, um, again, we have to wrestle with that. Some of those things that we struggle with in our lives, God's mercy, God's call in our life, God's forgiveness, discipline, the discipline of God in our life, um, the steadfast love of God, God's mercy, even in spite of when we want it, uh, even in other people's lives, um, repentance, and we also see responsibility in this book. And so as we walk through this, um, I pray that we would experience the mercy of God, that we would each experience that, but God would also open our eyes to a world that needs to experience the mercy of God. And God's put us here um, to do that and to show that and to share that. And so 
um, even those who are outside of these walls or outside of a certain faith in Christ, um, God desires for them to know him. And he's put us here to tell them and to show them and to love them. That's probably my shortest sermon ever, huh? Almost as short as my very first one. I still remember that. Uh, I talked about the love of God. And I'll never forget, there's a whole group of older ladies when I was done preaching. They said, we really like you. And I later found out why as they told me, yeah, we were able to get to lunch so much quicker. We didn't have to wait in line. Will you, clo- will you, will you pray with me as we, we close this, this time? Lord, thank you. Thank you that Jesus died for us, that the sign of Jonah came true, that Jesus died and he was in the grave three days and three nights, and yet we look at that, and that sign that the disciples and the Pharisees even, they, they, they didn't get it, they didn't understand it. Today, we can see it, and it's like the scales of our eyes are open because we can see that that sign was to show to show a God who is willing to forgive. To show that you are a God of mercy. And I pray that we wouldn't miss that in our own lives. That we would live in view of a God who shows us mercy. We would show mercy to others. And so as we walk through this study in the weeks to come, Lord... Open our eyes, open our hearts as we read throughout it this week. Prepare us, Lord, for what you have to tell us. And may we be receptive and open. Lord, chisel chisel us. I know there's hardness in my heart. And I think if we're all honest, there's parts of our heart that need chiseled, to need that need reshaped. And so, Lord, I pray that as we walk through this study, that it would, that your, your spirit would do that, and we would see a refinement of your work in our lives. Thank you for each one that's here. May your blessing be upon them. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.